choose your friends wisely, or you're going to end up like the woman in this story. Welcome to my take. Well, it's not my take. It's Miguel Crespo's take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to my take, Pastor Crespo here. My take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. I want to thank you. You are a member of the My Take family just by listening to this podcast. Thank you for being a part of the My Take family. And I want to encourage, as always, like, share, subscribe. If you know anyone that could benefit from, from Bible wisdom and could maybe in, you know enjoy listening to something positive, something that will, you know, maybe might even make you laugh. You never know. Cheer your day up. My Take with Miguel Crespo. You need to check it out. Let them know that we exist. There's an email, mytakemc at gmail.com. That's mytakemc at gmail.com. If you have any questions or even if you have any news articles that you'd like me to ta take a look at, I'm, I'm happy to do that, mytakemc at gmail.com. All right, let's begin. I have a story from NPR. And the title, and this is actually, uh, uh, as news articles go, this is a rather longer one than the usual ones I read. But don't worry, I'm not going to read all of it. I just want to share some important points with you about it. The title is this. A woman gets 21 years in jail for trying to kill her doppelganger with poisoned cheesecake. That's right. Let me share this uh, this story. And, and this would be under the title, Choose Your Friends Wisely. Um this is crazy stuff here. Here's, here's some of the more important points of the article. A Russian woman living in New York City, and of course it had to be New York City, living in New York City was sentenced to 21 years in jail for poisoning her similar-looking friend with a sedative-laced cheesecake and then stealing her identification and other valuables. A jury convicted Victoria Nazarova, 47, of attempted murder, assault, and other charges. For, and this happened, by the way, in Queens. This conviction came after a seven-year effort. I guess they were, I don't know how long the trial took, but she had done this in 2016. Just now she's being convicted of this crime and sent away for those, uh, for those 21 years. The judge, I mean, th this, is, this is crazy stuff. At her sentencing, as they were taking her out, the judge was saying that you are extremely dangerous, you're diabolical, and at the same time as they're hauling her out of the courtroom, she's cursing at the judge as she's being taken out. Now here's, uh, let's see, I wanted to share a couple more things out of this with you. We'll talk about, about what happened, but before I do that, the defense actually, after this conviction, made a statement, we are going to be appealing the court's sentence because we believe that it was excessive, it was inappropriate, uh, given this lady's life, her situation, her mental illness history, and all the traumatic experiences that she's had since she's been in the United States. Now, uh, Nazarova, the, the, the female here that's being convicted, she is a Russian national, which means that it's more than likely, very likely, that after she does her 21 years in jail, she will be deported back to Russia. Now, the prosecution, one of the things that came out in terms of what her motivation was, is that she actually wanted to kill this woman because she wanted to steal her identity. Because So this happened in 2016. In 2014, she was wanted in Russia for taking someone's life there. So this woman comes from Russia to the United States. She's trying to, how do I get out of this mess? How People are going to be looking for me. I need to change my identity. What she does is she 
Uh, now here, here's a story about how it happened. She has a friend and let's see if I can find the friend's name again. Um, her name is Olga Civic. I believe I'm saying that correctly. But in August of 2016, she visited Olga's house and she brought cheesecake. And so she began to eat the cheesecake and she said, hey, would you like some? And then she gave her a special slice of cheesecake laced with finazepam. And enough finazepam, it's a sedative, by the way, enough finazepam to get this one violently throwing up, just passing out. Um, when she came to, luckily she came to, she found that, you know, she had been, the, the, the room had been staged to make it look like she had actually taken her own life. But thankfully, she was able to survive and, of course, got the authorities involved. And, and then from there on, they went and they, you know, they arrested her. Uh, so the story goes that this woman, Nazarova, who, by the way, had a red notice on her over in, in Europe. A red notice is kind of like an all points bulletin throughout Europe that if you find this person, you need to detain them. And so she, she's got all this trouble in Russia. She comes to the U.S. She finds someone that looks like her. She decides to steal her identity in this botched attempt. Again, the more you dig into the story, what you come to find out is that this is not the first time that she's done stuff like this. Drugging people and robbing them has just been part of her history. She's done it to men to take their valuables. In this case, she did it to a woman to take her, her identity. You know, this reminds me. This story is crazy. It's, 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 it's a sign of the times that we live in that imagine someone befriending you, acting like your friend, only to, to do this to you. Oh, my friends, uh, what is the my take? Th there is something that we can take that's positive out of this story. I guarantee you that. But wow, I mean, just for a moment, think of, stop and ask yourself, what kind of friends do I have around me? Are the friends that I have looking out for me? Or are the friends that I have looking out for themselves? If they're looking out for themselves, should I be that close to them? Look, those of you that are listening to the podcast, members of the My Take family, you need to know that you can tell a lot about a person by the company they keep. You can learn a lot about the people, a person, by just taking a look at the friends that they enjoy hanging out with. You know, the Bible talks about bad company, corrupting good character. Your friends say a lot about you. Not about, not verbally, but I'm saying the type of friends that you have says a lot about the things that you value, the things that you care about. If you hang out with drunks and liars, well, then it says something about you. If you are always looking to find people that are honest, dependable, that are upright, and those are the people that you seek to hang out with, well, then, of course, that says a lot about you. Now, as I look at this story, and, and this is kind of a story of, of someone going to jail and, and trying to take another person's life. That's not typically my take material. I try to stick to funny stories. I try to stick to interesting things. I try to stay away from this stuff. But I believe there's something good that we can take out of this. And, and you know, there are a couple of stories that jump to me from the Bible. And I think I used one of these stories in a previous podcast, <clears throat> this idea of of uh, disguising yourself. You know, the Bible tells the story of Jacob and Esau. They were brothers. If you've listened to the podcast episode on that one, that Jacob disguised himself as his older brother Esau in order to receive 
the what's called you know the the blessing the the inheritance from his father which was generally kind of reserved for the oldest son yeah he did that he stole this birthright from his brother and all sorts of problems came about as a result but i did not want to talk about that story there's i'm sure there are things i can draw out of it but i'm going to tell you as i was reading the story and i was thinking and 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 even praying lord what this there's something in this story there's a reason why this story has jumped out at me there is something in the bible about this and it wasn't coming it wasn't coming too fast until until the light turned on and it came i want to tell you a story about about disguised identities a person who in a way in a way kind of kind of tried to do the same thing that that this person did in a way i want to tell you the story <clears throat> of Ahab and Jehoshaphat. That's right. Who are these? Who is Ahab? Who's who's Jehoshaphat? Um, uh, okay, let me explain to you. The Bible tells the story of King Ahab. Ahab was the king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. Now, at that time in history, the kingdom of Israel, which was originally the 12 tribes, they had a falling out, and the kingdom actually split into two. Ten of the tribes became Israel. Two of the tribes were known as now the kingdom of Judah. Now, the the Bible tells a story that the king of Judah, who generally was a God-fearing king, he came to visit Ahab. So Jehoshaphat, and I got to come up with some names, you know, J came to visit Ahab. I don't know. I'm going to have to come up with some names for these kings to make it easier because these Bible names can be really confusing. But anyways. The king of Israel came to visit the king, or the king of Judah came to visit the king of Israel. But one was a God-fearing man. The other one was, uh, he was a, he worshipped many gods. He wasn't, even though he was the king of the ten tribes of Israel, God, the God of Israel, the God of creation, the God of the Bible, that he was one of the gods that they served. So, they went together to meet an enemy on the battlefield and fight a war. And so the Bible says that they were going to fight this Syrian army. And Ahab, now this king who is not a God-fearing man, he got word from a prophet that, listen, you're going to die in this battle. I'm just telling you, the Lord has already, he's already decreed it. You will not survive this battle. You're going to die. And Ahab just wasn't having none of it, didn't believe it. He He had his own little fortune tellers and 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 psychics and so-called prophets who told him absolutely not that's not going to happen god has told me that you're going to be victorious all right so here's this king with this hanging proclamation over his head that you're about to die and now jehoshaphat is visiting him and he's he's joined his forces so that together they can come and defeat the syrian army you see, it was kind of an attempt on Jehoshaphat's part to kind of maybe strengthen their bonds. They were once one people. They were once one people. And, and in a way, Jehoshaphat might have been thinking, hey, you know what? This would be good diplomatic relations. We're brothers. We should not be fighting each other. As a matter of fact, in my view, an attack on you is an attack on me because of the fact that we're brothers. So Jehoshaphat, meaning well, ignorantly, he gets himself allied with King Ahab, but something something really interesting happens. Um, oh, man. Okay. So remember, 
Ahab was told by a prophet, hey, you're not going to survive this, man. You need to get you need to get your affairs in order. God has decreed you're going to die. And King Ahab actually jailed that prophet. He said, what? You know what? Take that prophet, throw him in jail, and you make his life miserable until I return. He's going to eat water and crusts of bread until I return. And the prophet's like, listen, Jack, I guess I won't be here forever because you're not coming back. That's that's a modern translation, but that's what happened. So here we go. If we look at the at the Bible, the Bible is just something interesting. Um, First Kings, the book of First Kings, chapter twenty-two and and verse twenty-nine. I want to read this to you. It says this: So the king of Israel, that would be Ahab, and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to a place called Ramoth Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you wear your robes. And the king of Israel disguised himself and did indeed go into battle. Now, let me give you a little, let's read between the lines here. The king of Israel had this sentence over his head that he was going to die. So here's his brother king. He has a bright idea. He says, he says I'm going to disguise myself as a, a regular soldier. You stay dressed as the king and we'll go into battle. Uh, that should have been your first clue, but okay. The Bible continues. It says this, that the <laughs> immediately it says, now the king of Syria, this is the guy that they're, they're going to battle against. He commanded his captains and he said, do not fight with anyone, small or great, except with only the king of Israel. So he commanded his army. He says, look, we got a battle strategy. Instead of getting into a fight with all these soldiers, I want to concentrate my efforts. We are going to fight and try to kill the king of Israel, Ahab. So now these two guys, these two, these two uh, armies go into battle. The singular focus of the Syrians is to kill the king. Well, guess what? As you're looking at this army, at this opposing army, only one person is dressed like the king. <laughs> it was Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the decoy. He was the doppelganger. He was the guy that was supposed to take the shots and the hits for Ahab, who decided to disguise himself as a regular soldier so that, you know, I don't know. I mean, what, what, what was he thinking? If they're after the king, they're going to go after him. What was Jehoshaphat thinking? I mean, I, I wish, I wish, maybe, maybe I'll get to ask him one day. But, but what were you thinking, man? Did you not notice that he was setting you up? Did you not realize that he was putting like a giant target on your chest? <laughs> Jehosh, Jehoshaphat, in the name of diplomacy, trying to be friendly, allowed himself to, to be put in a situation where he became the target of attack and execution by an entire army of soldiers. They didn't fight with anyone. They made a beeline straight for the king. And so you got to read 1 Kings chapter 22 from, from 29, verse 29 on, and get a real flavor of the story, because this is really crazy. But, but I'm going to give you just a synopsis. So the Bible tells a story that these guys who were singularly focused on killing the king, they, they go like a laser beam for King Jehoshaphat. Now, Jehoshaphat all of a sudden finds himself the target of all of these soldiers, slinging arrows, throwing spears, throwing rocks, 
swinging their swords. And it's like they're making, everybody's concentrating their effort on him. And the Bible says he tried to get away. <clears throat> Excuse me, but he couldn't. So at, at some point, he found himself near death and began to cry out, expecting to die, when the opposing soldiers realized, hey, wait a minute, this isn't Ahab. It's, it's In their mind, it would have been, it's a double. It's, it's a trick. They tricked us. And so now they're, they're fighting, trying to search for him. Now, um, this isn't part of the podcast or part of the story, but I need to tell you that Ahab, Ahab dressed as a regular soldier, and he was trying to do that to get out of this, this prophecy that had been declared by this prophet that he had thrown in jail. But I got to tell you something. You know, when God, sets a, when God sets out to do something, God does give people the freedom of choice, but you got to understand when God says something is going to happen, it doesn't matter what you do, it's going to happen. Because it, the Bible tells a story that an opposing soldier, a Syrian soldier, an archer, he just drew his bow and just shot into the crowd. And on off chance, the arrow hit, guess who? That's right. It hit Ahab. It mortally wounded him. Now, that's not necessarily part of the story. I just want to throw that out there. When God makes a statement that something's going to happen, you can bank on it. God has made a statement. He says, I will come again. My friend, you can bank on it no matter how bad things get around you. God, Jesus, will come back again. But I want to get back to this. So here, Jehoshaphat now, he's he survives the battle, at least for now, and leaves and, and goes back home. They were they were defeated. The, the the Israel didn't stand before Syria. I mean, they just couldn't do it. They didn't have God's protection. But I think about this story. I think about what happened with, with Jehoshaphat. I think about, you know, he had gone to Israel to make nice with Ahab. He went to Israel to try and reconnect, to rebuild, to restore diplomatic relations with the nation of Israel, with the other 10 tribes. And in an effort to mend fences, he, I'm assuming that was the reason why, in an effort to mend fences and be diplomatic, he decided to go along with Ahab's stupid plan. And he almost, he almost lost his life for it. At least, there's more to the story, but at least at that time, he didn't. Is there any is there any Bible text? Is there anything that we can use as like a moral from the story? We talk about this this woman trying to take out her doppelganger to take her place, being her friend, but only lacing her cheesecake with a sedative. And by the way, listen, it is a sin to mess with cheesecake. All right, you don't mess with cheesecake. That's 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 just plain wrong. But I digress. Is there anything in the Bible that I can use as a lesson here? Let me let me share this with you. I want to share this Bible text with you. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says this. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. Who are your companions today? Who are the people that you consider friends? You know, your friends say a lot about you. The choice of friends says a lot about your character. The character of your friend says a lot about who you are. Choose your friends wisely. Because no one wants to suffer harm. That's my take. And that's inspiration to go. <laughs>